We're live, Dylan. Like this is it, now man. This is it. New platform. New me. New you. Guys, we're back. The boys are back. Third Degree Podcast is back. I'm here joined by my, my friend Dylan and a fellow member of the podcast. It's just the two of us today. We're taking turns. Justin has to be at a... Um, a business dinner and we had to move this up. So you guys are going to get this podcast a day early. Um, I'm going out of town this weekend. Uh, Dylan, let you guys know I'm going to Philadelphia, you know, I'm going to Philadelphia on Thursday. That's going to be incredible. Uh, see Seth, see the family, see the baby. I'm definitely going to get a few things in Philadelphia. I'm going to get a cheesesteak. <laughs> I'm going to get a cheesesteak. I'm going to get some dang water ice. Do you know what water ice is Dylan? Water ice. Yes. Do you know what that is? Rita's. Have you ever heard the word Rita's? Seems more like a cause and effect deal. You know, first you get water <laughs> and if you freeze it, it becomes ice. But no, no I don't that... know what the two together. I mean, I'm assuming it's something like cat dog possibly. No, but cat dog is incredible. What a show, man. What a Great throwback. Show. Great show. No, so water ice is... Yeah, have you ever been to the grocery store and they have like the lemon water ice that they call it like Italian ice and it's frozen and it's almost like it's like a snow cone, but it's not. You bring it home and you eat it with you look like you're about to start laughing or just like crying out of just angst. You don't know. What we I'm are not about. going to the same grocery store. <laughs> okay. Anyway, at all. I let mean, me. I let know. Me. I know. You know. I know Saint Pellegrino. Like I know Ooh. that water. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, like no. I know. So so water ice is a delicious thing. I can compare this for any Memphis people out there. Jerry snow cones. Basically, all water ice is is um, it, it's it's shaved ice. It's Hawaiian shaved ice, more or less. And what they do is they have all their different flavors. They have like 300 different flavors. And they have all these little stands set up all around the city of Philadelphia. And it's called Rita's. It's got like a red and white stripe. I don't know. It's very iconic. But they open, you know, when it gets warmer out. And they have a, a custard, a vanilla custard in the middle of it. Dylan, it is incredible. You go there. You ask for the mango. I think uh, I may know what you're talking. Is it basically dude. like Dippin' Dots? But instead of Dippin' no. Dots, it's ice? Nope. All right. Well, nope. It's it's not. You you've been to Jerry's in Memphis, haven't you? I have. Okay. But and I'm you've not, gotten it. I'm not a ice cream. You're not an you ice know, cream guy. I'm, I'm not an ice cream sweet anything sweets. I'm I'm not really a sweets person. Okay. Well, anyway, this has gone on far enough. But Dylan, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some water ice. It's comparable to Jerry's snow cones, which is not a snow cone. It's shaved ice. It's got vanilla custard in the middle. Incredible. I usually get the tiger blood or I get the mango gelati. That's where they do they Hanging do custard on top. We are okay. Yes, they do custard on top. Uh, the ice in the middle and then custard on the bottom. It is incredible. I'm gonna get some Philadelphia soft pretzels. Have you ever had a Philadelphia soft pretzel? No. Okay, another hey, soft pretzel, but never you're, from Philadelphia. You're a foodie, Dylan. You introduced me to the best foods in Nashville. One day I'm gonna drag your ass up to Philadelphia and we're gonna eat these things. Obviously, I'm gonna have a cheesesteak. But needless to say, ladies and gents, that's why it is the twosome. It's Dylan and me. Justin's busy. I couldn't do tomorrow. This was the compromise. He didn't want me to miss two weeks in a row. And Dylan, we've got a lot to talk about, my friend. A lot. I don't know where you want to start. Do we want to start with a little bit of basketball? There might be a big game tonight. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. know. There may be. Maybe. There, 
There might be a big game tonight. I think we've it's a, got. I mean, it's the it's it's no longer March, so college basketball is not relevant anymore, right? It's you're right. Yeah, the madness is over. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I know you and Justin, especially from our group text. I know you two are excited about this evening. I personally have no horse in this race, I guess, just because you know, obviously, I picked Duke, but who would have thought that free throws were the reason that. Duke just chokes, but it's a whole different discussion for a whole different day. I mean, obviously, you know, y'all are excited about, you know, North Carolina potentially winning the, another national championship. Um, it's been a great story. It's, you know, it, it, it's great. I, I mean, whatever. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, oh, what? You, like, what? Are you a Duke I mean, fan? Who's your team, no. Dylan? We've never talked about as, this. Who is your college, college basketball squad? As yep. far as college basketball, it's obviously either um, the University of Memphis or it's, you know, the LSU Tigers. And both teams, oh. you know, one team is about to be hit with sanctions and the other team literally lost all of its players. Like every yeah. one of all 12 players either transferred and I think only – or I think 10 transferred and I think two of them are going into the draft. And, you know, with the um, – the the falling of Wade, Will Wade, you know, it just it is what it is. But they hired, you know, I believe it's uh, I think Mike McMahon from uh, Murray State. You know, John Morant's uh, old coach. Uh, he's done really well in the conference, especially with Murray State, making them a pretty legitimate program. So hopefully, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, I, I mean, I love Penny Hardaway. I, I was saying for years when he was coaching high school in Memphis that he should coach through. Either the Grizzlies or the Memphis Tigers. I mean, I'd be happy with either or. But, you know, as I was saying, you know, with incoming sanctions, it's really it's really up in the air what really happens. Well, that's okay. And I'm glad you went there. Now you're talking about a little bit of stuff that I do know something about. With these sanctions, do you still love Penny? Or does this kind of put a yeah. black eye on the program again? Because it's it's almost seems like as we're trying to build, you know, you had the Wiseman situation uh, getting suspended, then not playing, then he's kind of holding himself out. That was an absolute cluster because he was such a highly touted recruit and it was such a W for the University of Memphis. We got past that. And now what I read about these sanctions, Dylan, is that the university doesn't actually, they don't seem too concerned about it. It's kind of something that happened. I want to say it happened during COVID, some of these sanctions. And okay. basically what I read was that um, – Basically, what I read is that the U of M, the directors and the leaders, they responded to it. And they're basically like, this is a nothing burger. Like, this is you guys trying to pick at us for something when we did absolutely nothing wrong. This was during COVID. We did this. We did this. We abided by your rules. But I don't know. Do you think that there's some merit to these? Do you think these are going to stick? And if so, you know, that could really set back the program, I feel like, with their recruiting and whatnot. Yeah, it could definitely set back the program. But if the administration is not blinking and they're not really, I guess, taking this seriously, then, you know, why should we, you know, they probably did something during the COVID year when, you know, I guess NIL was about to be passed and about to go into effect. They may have um, did a little, um, I guess, early start to, you know, making, you know, those kind of deals or making those kind of uh, business decisions. You know, it's you can never really tell with the NCAA. I mean, Rob, you and I both know, man, like that organization and that 
you know, entity is losing power by this second. And, you know, soon it's just going to be, you know, just completely nothing. And so this, I feel like this is just the NCA doing whatever it is they do to have as whatever much power as they want to have and just portray it to, I guess they just pretty much just draw names out of a hat or they, uh, they have the, uh, the little pin challenge that you see where you write, you know, someone's name or a place on a pin and you just toss it into a jar and whatever you say out loud, you know, lands in the jar. That's just what it is. So I think they're just taking coaches <laughs> and just tossing it in the jar. They're like Penny Hardaway. All right. It sticks. All right. Guess Memphis gets sanctioned. Good to know. <laughs> Well, that's what it feels like because the only the only real infraction they have is whenever um, I think Penny see when he wasn't coaching because of his ties to the team, like he was considered a booster. And the players, yeah, he so he was considered a booster to the university, and at the time before he was coaching. I think he donated or bought, uh, uh, you know, something for the Wisemans. That was what I read. I know I'm very vague, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm not balls deep in the U of M basketball culture. But that was the only infraction. So we'll see what happens with that. Dylan, I didn't know you were a Memphis fan. I, As I told you guys before, I've been a Carolina fan my whole life. Haven't followed them as closely over the years. Um, you know, was really a big fan when Roy Williams was the coach. And obviously, we had a lot of success under him. I kind of... I kind of was just shocked, Dylan. It seemed like the writing was on the wall for Duke and Coach K to ride off into the sunset, right? This is his last season. He's kind of been portrayed by a lot of the media and a lot of young people as kind of an asshole over the last year, like which is surprising because growing up, I was just like Coach K, the legend. Coach K, the god amongst coaches. Like, you know what I mean? Like my – Winner, right. Respectable winner. Coach K to me was the Nick Saban of college basketball. Like point 1, blank, period. You wanted to play for this man? <laughs> I guess I guess uh, pun pun, in, pun unintended because, you know, the coach 1K. Uh, so I guess a thousand percent really kind of fits right there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I don't get all the slander, man. People trying to make him out to be a bad guy. Even the way he, um, after the game, you know, he went and congratulated North Carolina and just told the one player how much he looked up to him and how much he admired him. I thought that showed a lot of class, a lot of integrity. So it, it is kind of ironic that his first ever loss came at the hands of North Carolina and the last ever loss in Coach K's legacy will come at the hands of North Carolina, who actually historically have been a real thorn in his side. So kind of just – split. Man, just kind of an unlucky draw. So <laughs> you know, crazy. like it's just crazy, man. Like that just, is that's crazy. Like a yeah. even even split right down the middle. Like they won some, I won some. It was never they got over me and I never got over them. No. It was one of the few teams that he just couldn't get the full upper hand on, you know. But the talent that's come out of both of those programs and especially the talent that's come out of Duke has been, I mean, just absolutely incredible over the years. So he's going to leave behind a great legacy. Uh, I do want to move on, Dylan. Do you have a prediction for tonight's game? I know you don't have a dog in the hunt. Kansas, North Carolina, I think the line is minus four. Kansas, who do you see winning this game? Uh, I would say Kansas. I'm just going to keep picking against you and like Justin's team. Yes, just so, please. 
I love that pick. Yeah, I, I, I would just say <laughs> just uh, just to pick Kansas because, you know, I don't – I mean, to me, they were the second-best team coming in. And I obviously thought North Carolina was much better than Villanova even w- uh, before the the big injury at the Elite Eight. But it's – I mean, it is what it That's is. That's a shame. It's, it was, man. I mean, Villanova, yeah. you know, to get to the Final Four and have one of your best players, I believe it was either your second or third, and probably, hell, probably even your leading scorer, you know, go down with an Achilles injury. That's just such – but, hey, it is what it is. But, um, you know, I just think that Kansas was the second-best team, again, coming in, you know, just because Bill Self's been here, he knows – what he's doing he understands the, the spotlight he understands you know the stakes but you know coach davis is showing that you know he's not backing down you know they're north carolina hasn't you know ran away from the challenge they haven't really blinked and they just keep beating top seeds to just advance into the tournament and you know to them it's probably just another game you know they're they're literally playing with house money oh yeah no one thought that they would get even remotely this far let alone make the national championship game if they were able to win it that would just be incredibly special for your program but i mean even if they were to lose it it's just like hey like 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 the one thing that they can really at least hang a banner on is that, you know, we retired coach K. <laughs> yeah. If they don't raise a natty banner, they can at least rank, raise a banner that said, not only did we ruin his last regular season home game, but we also uh, ruined his very last game. Yeah. Just, just all around and knock them out in the tourney. They're a top seed. North Carolina is not supposed to be here this year. You hit on it, Dylan. It seems like every year where I've closely paid attention to them and we come in with that two or that one seed, our usual spot in whatever part of the bracket, you know, we got knocked out in the, in the final eight or we get upset in the sweet 16. We always seem to get upset. So for them to be in this position now coming in as a middle of the road team, Without Roy Williams, even though he's in the stands getting, you know, vibing with everybody. Yes. Like, it's just, this is not the way this was supposed to be written. I was actually rooting for the true Cinderella, who North Carolina beat two games ago. Um, I'm forgetting their names right now. Who was that team? St. St. Peter's. Yes. Dude, I was rocking with St. Peter's, man. Like, that, we have never seen... Kind of like a Cinderella uh, like that. No, that's, that's literally the greatest Cinderella. That I want, seen. but I want them to win. They never win. I was talking to Justin if about they, this. If they would have won, then you would have the conspiracy theorists like me. You know, we put on our crazy little, you know, tinfoil tin hats hat. and we just sit there and just kind of, you know, meticulous planning and meticulous, you know, thinking and just kind of just sitting here, just like, okay, the game is completely rigged. Because a 15 seed to make this far, I mean, what? Now, I mean, yeah, you've heard of, you know, teams, uh, I believe uh, either it was either like Butler or Xavier uh, made it as, a, I believe, like an 8 or a 10 seed one year. Um, that year that uh, I believe Villanova won, I believe they were a 7 seed. But again, um, they got knocked out. Yeah, they UConn, didn't win the ship. They yeah, couldn't exactly. win it all. Yeah. I want to see one year a little guy – go all the way, Dylan, and just beat 
beat Kansas or Duke or Nova in the championship game. That's what I want. I mean, it would definitely give us, you know, I mean, yeah, we would love it for our business because I want the equivalent of I want the equivalent of Boise State upsetting Oklahoma with the Statue of Liberty play. That's what I want. Statue of Liberty play. Uh, That's what I want. Yep. Uh, That's what I want. Here's the ball and just run left. (laughs) Uh, I remember watching that. Talk about a throwback. Yeah, me too. Sick. Tough day. Sick to my stomach. Stupid. Should have never lost that game because you forget it was the hook and ladder off the uh, off the kickoff that I got him there. really put us into a position to lose that game. So that was a tough day for Oklahoma, but you know we don't need we to dwell like, on what? that. <laughs> uh, what is get- this hook and ladder and Statue of Liberty? <laughs> like these are plays, these are how- things. Yeah, and the people are confused how we went from a round ball to an <clears throat> egg shaped ball somehow. But you know that's a great segue for. Our next point, Dylan, we're going to give people what they want. What they want is football. And we have some exciting trade news that broke maybe an hour ago. And it just so happened to involve two of our favorite teams. <laughs> so, Dylan, I, I don't know if that's you. Like, are you giving a thumbs up to the, the GM? I'm giving a there? thumbs up to you. No, to you. Just, you know. Oh. Oh, yeah. We are side by side doing a high five. Yeah. Look, huge trade, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, as Dylan would say, ladies and gentlemen, we have the documents. That was my Alex Jones impersonation. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a trade. I'm good with it. (laughs) The Eagles and the Saints. I don't even know how to break this down. I need to pull it up because I can't remember it. It was like, it felt like seven or eight picks involved. It involves 2022, 2023. 2024. I'm stalling for time. My future's so bright. I'm wearing sunglasses. This Dylan is, is looking is it up. This is good. This is good. This is good. This we is have good. the documents. We have it. <laughs> we have it. Okay, Dylan, so, you want to tell us what that trade was? Yes, sir. So the Eagles are sending pick 16 and 19 and pick 194 in the sixth round to the Saints for pick 18, 101 in the third round, pick 237 in the seventh round. And, and a first round pick next year, and then the following year, a second round pick. W. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it, how it's a win-win a little bit for both organizations. You know, obviously the Saints personnel and their scouting department, uh, Jeff Ireland, Mickey Loomis, they, they see someone that they want to get and maybe pair up with. I already said in my group in the group text and to our uh, good friend Pat, uh, mm-hmm. I'd say uh, Georgia defensive linemen or Ohio State wide receivers. That's what they're you know kind of looking at. Now I think both of those groups are going to be targeted pretty pretty early, especially with the uh, you know the generating buzz that both groups are getting, but. It just really just kind of depends, you know, if you have two first round draft picks as, you know, the Eagles do now, that's enough to, you know, kind of, you know, kind of manipulate, you know, kind of just see where the draft goes. Uh, Maybe they're anticipating on someone falling and they have enough picks to possibly like trade those two picks up to go get that person. You know, I mean, Mickey Lewis has done this before. Um, Seems like the Saints, uh, when they trade in the draft, they normally trade in like the second and third round. 
that's how they've gotten players like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. But, you know, to do it in the first round, you know, they're probably looking at someone who can, you know, play right now and be just a plug and play. And I mean, because keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the Saints were nine and eight last year. I mean, yeah, they had elite coaching, but they went through like four different quarterbacks. You know, Jameis Winston has officially signed back. So there's optimism for continuity and, you know, just good vibes in the locker room and just the people that he gets along with. So I love what the Saints are doing with their aggressive move. I also said uh, I'm also anticipating a team not this coming up year, but next year uh, pulling Sean Payton out of retirement. And I'm hoping that the fact that he comes along, even though the Saints still have him signed with his, uh, I guess, or I guess he's still signed with their organization. So they own his rights technically. Um, So in order to get him, you have to make a, a trade. You have to give up the compensation, which for, person like Sean Payton, he can at least go for a first round pick or maybe even a second. So I think that's why they offered a second round pick in the 2024. So they possibly anticipate him coming back that way they can at least gain that second round pick back. But for the Eagles, it's awesome. You know, two first round picks. Uh, You'll have two first round picks next year. You know, it's, it's a good position with a team with a lot of young assets you're basically paying everyone peanuts, you know, th- this is a good position to be in and, uh, you know, props to Howie Roseman and uh, props to Mickey Loomis for, uh, you know, getting business done again. So I think it's, I think it can be a great trade for both teams. It's not very often that Howie Roseman equals GM does something that I am, that I would give him an A grade on. Okay. He re-signed Derek Barnett. I gave that an F because he he he's one of the worst edge rushers in the league. He was, you know, a top five overall pick or top 10, has not lived up to the billing, and he commits more personal fouls than any other edge rusher in the league. That's a fact, not, not just my bias. Anyway, he also re-signed an aging Fletcher Cox for a $14 million contract. Again, overvaluing his own guys. He is on the decline. It's his name and his brand, which is better than his actual gameplay. So this move for Howie is a little bit of redemption with me in my eyes. Now, I love and appreciate Mickey Loomis. Like you just alluded to, Dylan, Alvin Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas, these guys that he has been able to find uh, in the draft have absolutely panned out. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't had to grab these guys in the first round. He's able to evaluate talent. It seems like at a pretty good level. You look at the O-line that you guys have built over the years. You look at the defensive line, the guys that you've picked over the years. Marcus oh, they've Davenport. done nothing within the last, I think like five or six years draft in the first round, nothing but offense and defensive linemen. Right. So, you know, and the point is you guys, you guys, he, he builds, he's consistently proven that he knows what he's doing as a GM, which obviously having a Hall of Fame quarterback and maybe Hall of Fame coach, those help as well. But he's always put the pieces in there together to, you know, he's he's put the pieces together behind the scenes to build a bigger picture. He brings and, home the good groceries. You just got to cook the amazing meal. He's got the good, he, he, he shops at Whole Foods. He brings okay, well, home the Whole me, Foods groceries. I'm going to give you the best meal you could ever get, Dylan, because what I'm going to give you is not where you're going with this. I do not think that Mickey Loomis gives up 
what he can give up. You can spin it however you want with, we think Peyton will come back and we can recoup the second round pick. You're essentially talking about a second and a third pick to trade firsts into a draft where you still have us picking, I believe, in front of you twice. And there's a plethora of receivers. And I do not think that you make this trade pre-draft day if you are planning on staying in that position. So I am fully on board with, I think Mickey Loomis has a bigger target in mind. I do not think it's a wide receiver. I do not think it's an O-lineman. I don't care that you now signed two quarterbacks in the offseason in Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, right? Who's going to look terrible. <laughs> Andy Dalton's going to look so bad in gold and black. I'm sorry, man. Jameis, I love the way he looks in there. You know what I mean? My man got the caramel skin, the dark complexion. Andy with the red hair. The red hair, Dylan, with the gold in the – get that out of my face. He looked good in Cincinnati. That was a vibe. He looked – actually – He goes from a, Houday to the Cowboys <laughs> to now he's Houday. Yeah. Houday. Well, he's going to be Houdat boy carrying the, the clipboard on the bench because he's not yeah, going to be the starter. Houdat in the hat. Yeah, Houdat in the hat with the red hair. That's Andy Dalton. I fully believe, Dylan, that you guys are in play to move up Again, and now with this additional first, you have the ammunition. And I think that you're going after one of two people in this draft. It's not a quarterback. It's not no lineman. The only way that I see you going after no lineman is if Evan Neal were to slip or somebody were to slip. I think you are going after Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. That's where I was going, and I know you didn't think I was going there, ladies and gentlemen. You I think you said it wasn't a quarterback, a, didn't you? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know what I said. I was I was saying something. Maybe my words came out wrong, but I do think you're going after a quarterback. I think the only way that you make this trade not on draft day, but two weeks ahead of time, is if you have bigger and better plans because you don't know how the draft board is going to fall. This is a draft. This is a trade that we typically see on draft day not two weeks ahead of time unless you want that extra pick because you can move up and go get the guy you need to get like i said you're still picking behind me i could take the guy you want right in front of you and then turn around and do it again and then you would just look like a dumbass there is no shot you're staying put you guys are going to move up again i don't know where i don't know when and i do think you're going to go after a quarterback and i'm I here know. for it baby uh no uh no wrong Dylan wrong. says I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. The floor is yours. All right. Wrong, man. So, all right. So, you're me. All right. So, you mean to tell me that <coughs> you're going to. All right. Yeah. Yeah. GM, GM. G uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to GM. I'm, I'm going to give you two ones in a bad quarterback class. And I'm going to use those two ones in order to not build my team to what they need. I'm going to sell or I'm going to package. I'm going to, I get that, but I'm going to package these two picks and trade yep. up for yep. a subpar to maybe even a backup. Three what first I, round grades. Kenny Pickett, three first round grades. It's Malik man, Willis. What are first you, the Charlotte grade. Observer? No, <laughs> no. If you want to have a go, yeah, you you want to go hang out with the Panthers and just lie to the, you know, lie to everyone else? No, sir. No. If we're gonna trade I, up, we're trading into the top ten, and we're targeting right. the 
we we will target the we'll target the Jets. We'll target the Jets. I believe they're top. Okay. They're tenth. That's pick. fine. Sure, and you'll get a quarterback. Pick. No, we I won't. I think that's a great trade partner. You're right. No, we I won't. think Joe Douglas would absolutely trade with you. He loves trading back. And you're going to get the quarterback because he'll be No, there. no, yeah. we won't. We're going to trade up to get Jordan Davis. <sighs> yeah. No. We're going to add to the D-line a freak <laughs> to go along with Cam Jordan to – because Jordan Davis can play inside and outside. And if Cam Jordan is kind of on a little bit of decline. You, you are know, not putting 399-pound Jordan Davis on the outside. Why not? That'd be like having the thing from the Fantastic <laughs> Four play defensive end. Dylan. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be assault. That would be like, that's assault, brother. That would yeah, be like putting exactly. you a quarterback. We're not putting you a quarterback. Well, no, because if you put me a quarterback, I'm already at a disadvantage to begin with. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> I can throw. I don't. Well, I don't believe I can make the throws <laughs> that these elite quarterbacks. Can. I don't think I can just chuck a ball 50 yards with just a flick of a wrist. And it's, like, that could be an issue. Yeah, I mean, exactly. ne- neither can Jalen Hurts, but you know, we're working with it. It's okay. <laughs> and neither can Taysom Hill. We saw how that worked out. Yeah, the world saw that. That's probably why they were so eager to sign back Jameis, because at least he can. <laughs> it's probably why it's probably why you guys signed two quarterbacks in the offseason and you're gonna draft a third one. Dylan, how mad are you gonna oh. be when you hear Kenny Pickett announced to the Saints? I have 10. Kenny Pickett falling to the very last uh pick in the first round and uh picking the pick, getting picked by the Detroit Lions. I know you do, and it was a great mock. You guys did a great job, you know. No, 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 that, that that was different. So that one, because Kenny Pickett was already taken, I had the uh, the Lions picking um, Matt Corral. But this time I have him, you know, Kenny continues to fall. Because I think even Pittsburgh is just kind of just like, you know what? It's Mitchburg, baby. We're rolling with it. Like, we got a great defense. You know, we're in a off, we're in a, Division that's going to be tough, but you know we're it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers, still one of the biggest brands in football. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. I mean, yeah, think about that. They had they they had a lo- they did not have a losing season, and <laughs> it's crazy. But they made the playoffs um, even when Big Ben was just kind of just falling apart. Now you go from falling apart to maybe average. Like, you know, it's like, all right, well, that goes from nine wins to possibly 10 wins. And, you know, they could still, again, like if we're in the AFC, you know, they could win 10 games and still miss the playoffs. So I see a lot of similarities between those two teams. I see a lot of similarities between the Steelers and the the Saints that you just mentioned, Dylan, because you guys are both basically, you know, you have some great pieces and you both needed that quarterback last year to carry you to that next step. And, that's kind of the main thing that was lacking. I mean, you said it. You guys went through four quarterbacks. It's like you couldn't shake the injuries. It was just every time you get a little flow going with Simeon or this or that, it, you know, Jameis is rolling. He gets hurt. Simeon gets hurt. Taysom's in there. He's was five and two before he got hurt. He's fun to watch, man. Jabo is fun to watch. He's never going to be an elite quarterback. I can root for him because he's not on my team. <laughs> I don't have to watch him just. <laughs> You know, so I he's can cool to me because I don't yeah. have to deal with it and hype nah. myself up. Nah, I I don't know. Have, yeah, I don't have to deal with the interceptions <laughs> and the goofy stuff he does. And the uh, was it was it last season before he got hurt where he did like the fake 
like the fake pitch or the fake pump, like 40 yards downfield. I don't know what he did, but Jameis is that just was in a playoff man. game where he is they so uh, against Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. That was the very first game the that season was before. With uh, yeah, that was the first game that was featured on Nickelodeon's uh, Slime Time Live, I believe it was. Um, uh, that we you know, oh. just, yeah, that was well, uh, Mitch, Mitch is the MVP, never forget, the N- yeah, the MVP, the MVP, the Nick- baby. And he's bringing that to the AFC North. He's taking his talents to to Pittsburgh, Mitchburg. Dylan, let's jump right into it, man. We're we're here, ladies and gentlemen. There's Speaking always of divisions. Content. Speaking of divisions, what Dylan and I want to do for you guys today is we want to break down our thoughts on who's going to win the divisions, and we're just going to jump right in. Dylan, the AFC, AFC North, one of the most competitive in the league. We just talked about Mitchell Trubisky. We've still got, uh, as I'm drawing a blank, we've got Joe Burrow. Your favorite guy, the real Tiger King. We've got Lamar Jackson, who's you know got some question marks surrounding him. Been an amazing regular season talent. Not the same guy in the playoffs. Was unlucky in getting hurt last year. That just really derailed that team. And then you've got um, oh sorry, I forgot about <laughs> sorry Browns okay, fans. Well, I was just like, was that intentional or was that was <laughs> that was unintentional humor? Then we have the Cleveland. Browns who have Deshaun Watson on his $1 million contract. And you know how that goes when the league sits you out, they find you a game check. So he'll be, you know, find like a thousand dollars a game, which as Dylan alluded to, there is no way that Roger Goodell does not punish them for trying to kind of <laughs> sidestep getting fined there. So um, I don't even know if Dylan's still with me. Yeah. I'm still with you. What are you- oh, what are you dude, you were sitting so still. That was incredible. Oh wow! Our, Am I? I was happening? listening. <laughs> Maybe but you were like a statue. Like you were just like. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was listening. <laughs> well, anyway, back back to the Cleveland Browns. They got You're Deshaun listening. Watson. They've got a lot of problems, a lot of holes. Dylan, who do you think is the favorite to win that division, and what should be really competitive next year? The Bengals. Who day? They have had a tremendous offseason, even though it hasn't, even though the draft hasn't happened yet, they've already added three offensive linemen, which is how, how many? Thrice. Trace. I spy dry. Okay. And you know, so already their team is improved. Already. And, you know, Joe Burrow is gonna take another step. Jamar Chase is gonna get more comfortable. T. Higgins will take another step. Yeah, they lost uh, C.J. Uzama to the Jets, but I mean, hell, you can just you can draft another tight end. Or, you know, it just it, it is what it is. But I mean, I'm I'm excited for the Bengals. Um, I think the Steelers will be kind of average. Uh, same thing with the Browns because they are you know anticipating that suspension. But you know, if you ask me who's a better quarterback between Baker Mayfield and Mitchell Trubisky, I would say Baker Mayfield. But if you ask me who is better liked in the locker room, Baker Mayfield or Mitchell Trubisky, I would say Mitchell Trubisky because. Am I missing something? Is Baker on the Steelers? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just simply oh. saying that uh, just based on like the comparison within within the division. Right. Or, or right. I mean, hell, I mean, there, there, there were reports saying that um, if Baker Mayfield was cut, that the Pittsburgh Steelers would have interest. But obviously, that hasn't. That hasn't happened, or I don't know the legitimacy of that, but whatever. Um, 
But again, um, you know, pretty much like those two quarterback plays are a little bit the same. You know, it really just depends on, you know, who has the better team and then the better coach. I would give that advantage to the Steelers because, again, Mike Tomlin is Mike Tomlin. You know, as he says, the standard is the standard. And for the standard in Pittsburgh, it's winning. Um, Love Mike Tomlin. Yeah, man. Every time you mention Mike Tomlin, everyone should just say Mike Tomlin, dot, 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 badass. Same with Mike (laughs) Brable, just dot, 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 badass or winner. Just You're not wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. So, and then, you know, with the Ravens, as you said, with their injuries, you know, that's, that was really the biggest, I guess you, uh, Achilles heel for their team. And, you know, just to mention the, or we've already mentioned on previous pods, the, the dark cloud of, uh, Lamar Jackson's contract, you know, are you going to sniff Deshaun Watson money? Are you going to sniff Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers? Like, I mean, now we, I I mean, we've already, we've, I've told you off air, if I'm the Ravens GM, if I'm Eric DaCosta, I, I give him the offer. Like, this is it. Cheers when you want it. Just, and just keep it that way. You know, keep it that way until, you know, things kind of like calm down or just kind of, you know, see who else gets paid. Because, I mean, you can't you can't give him that much money. So if I'm Eric DaCosta, again, I'm giving him a certain amount to where it's like, we feel comfortable paying you this. We feel comfortable knowing that we can build around you and build, you know, help you elevate your brand with this. So it's yours when you want it. I mean, because Rob, at that point, I mean, Lamar, the ball's in Lamar's, uh, court. He can literally just roll out of bed one day and go, you know what? I'm going to sign that contract. Like it can just be like instant decision, no matter what. And, you know, again, it's just right there. But I mean, from the things I've read, there's really not a lot of negativity or not a lot of friction or none of that. Cause I mean, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, Lamar Jackson doesn't have a agent per se. It's, him, his mom, and a like a certain like firm that like comes together that, that deals with a lot of like their finances and everything. So there's no agent that's really, you know, putting uh, reports out to the media or putting reports out to other general managers to like, you know, stir up the fire with anything like that. But the good news is, again, there's no friction or there's really no like, you know, standoff point. Um, it seems to be that they're just working at a very slow pace, but, you know, at least it's all good vibes. You know, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. That is interesting. I didn't know that Lamar didn't, I didn't know that he represented himself. Um, It's very hard to do that and to be successful and not get screwed over by the the big corporations. Um, The best person I can think that's done it and it's made a lot of money with themselves is Bobby Wagner. Good old B-Wags. Okay. Also, also good knowledge. Dylan dropping bombs today. Uh, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, is the same as well. See, the only one I knew was in MMA, and that's Sugar Sean Sean O'Malley. He represents himself, and he bets on himself, and he's done quite well. And he's waiting for that that really really big contract soon. But uh, I didn't know football guys did it. So shout out to them. That's really hard to do. You know, I don't I don't hate the Ravens the way a lot of people do. I. Feel feel like Justin hates the Ravens. Justin, if I'm misspeaking, 
I apologize. I I think living close to Baltimore, he hates the Ravens. Not, not gonna lie. It's it's that thing. When you live near another big city with another big franchise, and you have to listen to those fans Brands, constantly. Like, you know, yeah. This is Ravens, Lamar's the best. And you're like, I'm an Eagles fan. And like, we hate you. And it's like, okay, well, it's like we're Baltimore. the real bird. <laughs> we're the real birds. Yeah, it's no one ever um, hears of a three-eyed eagle. Man, which what would a be show. majestic. What a show. Oh, man. August can't get here quick enough, baby. It can't. It can't. But speaking of Ravens and being black, the Eagles this uh, this year are going to be wearing all black unis with a new uh, black helmet to match. So that's going to be sick. Bringing back the Kelly Greens next season, finally. But we're not talking about uniforms. We're talking about the division. Dylan, I'm going to go. I don't want to be the same as you. I don't want to pick the easy route. I don't want to pick Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I love Jamar Chase. Easy route? King. Yeah, it's the easy route. It's the sexy pick. You know, it's it's Joe Cool. It's Jamar They're Chase. They're going to have the toughest schedule in their entire division. Rob, they play a first-place schedule next year. Listen, which is why there's going to be regression. The Super Bowl hangover is real. Ask Seattle. Ask Denver, ask Carolina. It is real, Dylan. Ask all the Super Bowl losers how they did the next season. So you know who's going to win this division? Lamar Jackson, baby. He's playing for the contract. He's playing for his city. He's got something to prove. He has been dismissed. This man has been not talked about at all. We talk about Herbert, Allen, Mahomes, Carr, Russell Wilson. Lamar's getting no love, Dylan. You think he's sitting at home not reading all that? You think he's not paying attention that people forgot? People must have forgot, Dylan, about the Ravens and John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. And I think that that's the missing piece. I think that John Harbaugh will win that division. I'm not saying the Bengals can't make the playoffs. You might see three teams make it out of that division. We have seven seeds now, which, you know, you know very well. I think I think it's the Ravens' time. I think it's hard to repeat as a division winner, period. Um and unless you're the Patriots or the Chiefs, it's extremely difficult. I think you'll see some regression from the Bengals, which will be all that the Ravens need to uh, to win that division. So that's my take, man. All right. Which division is next? I hate it when you don't say anything to shut me up and you just kind of smile and grin and nod your head like, okay, this man's talking crazy and just let me run with it. All right. I appreciate that. You had a good bit of espresso that. today, didn't you? No, actually, I haven't had coffee since about 12 o'clock, man. I'm high on life, Dylan. That's why I got these sunglasses on. I'm so high. You were just vibing. Vibing. Vibes are good, man. We got the new program. I can see your your lovely, handsome face with the beard and everything, and it just gets me so excited. We got to keep moving. Let's go to the – I'll let you pick the division next, Dylan. Which division you want to pick? Oh, AFC South. Okay. AFC South. Do I I get to make my pick first this time since you picked division? Okay, AFC South, we have a couple of teams. We got the Texans. They're pretty good. Um, We got the Jags. They're incredible. Dougie P had an ice cream. The Jaguars have made a lot of of moves this year, a lot of of noise, so we'll see how that goes. Who else is in this division, man? I I forget about – oh, the Colts and the Titans, right? Man, I don't want to agree with you. I don't want to agree with you, but I'm going to agree with you. Dylan, I think that this division is the Titans division. It's tighten up, baby. Nashville, incredible city, incredible vibes. Beautiful women, most beautiful women on planet Earth. Never been to L.A. Who cares? They suck. So it's Nashville for me. Um, 
I think Nashville wins it, man. Mike Rabel, you have all the pieces you need. You have an incredible pieces at the D-line, at the linebacker spot. Derrick Henry's back. The King is back. Rabel's still the coach, right? Last I checked. You still have A.J. Brown under contract, right? Julio, that experiment. Funny See you, you later, Julio. Name. What's that? Funny you bring up A.J. Brown. How dare you? <laughs> How dare I bring up A.J. Brown? Uh, rumor mill, trade rumor mill. I don't know. Some people asking him about him. But he's not going anywhere, folks. This division is the Titans to win, Dylan. And that's it. I don't need to say anything else. Tighten up. Hey, man, this is this is the time that uh, old J-Rob, Mr. John Robinson, their general manager, this is the time that he shines. So you talk about someone who brings in some groceries. John Robinson has brought in a lot of great groceries to this kitchen. And, you know, who's to say they won't draft another uh, wide receiver with their first pick? They may draft an interior offensive lineman. Hell, a, a defensive lineman could uh, fall to him, and they can just add to that defense. They could – um they can get a player like Devin um, Devin Wyatt from uh, Utah to go along with uh, the linebacking core and, and uh, Harold Landry. You know, they, they can do whatever, man. The Titans legitimately run that division. Yes, Matt Ryan is an improvement over Carson Wentz, but, you know, it's still – I mean, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind the Titans won 12 games last year and Derrick Henry didn't play in nine of those. <laughs> he didn't play in nine games. And he, he – he, you know, he and A.J. Brown was always hurt. Julio Jones just pretty much just decided when he wanted to play or not. You know, it just – and they still were the number one seed in the AFC West. Now, do I think they'll do the same thing? Probably not. But, you know, as far as I can tell right now, this division is theirs. Absolutely, man. It's – I just don't see a real challenge. I think the Colts have the pieces. I don't know what Matt Ryan is going to look like. Um I know he's not, you know, 40. I think he's 36. And I like Matt Ryan. I think the Falcons did him a he huge favor. He can at least stay around for two years, though. Like, yeah. Matt Ryan can stay, stick around long. He can be, like, a Colts quarterback for this year and next year. And I know we were saying the same thing about Carson Wentz, but, I mean, it turns out people just legitimately don't like Carson Wentz the person. Well, Whereas, and it felt – it felt personal. The Colts, yeah. the Colts' decision felt like a personal That's decision Jim by Jim Ursay. That was sure. Petty Ursay, coked out of his mind. You know, he just—you could tell—he did not like Wentz, especially after the way that went down. But you know, like I said, the Colts have a great team. It's a great spot for Matt Ryan, man. He's been sitting behind a terrible offensive line for the last six years. Julio no left game. no run game since Devontae Freeman's last good season six years ago. Julio left. Ridley suspended. He had nothing left in Atlanta. He gave the city everything he had. And to be honest, more they weren't they weren't very appreciative of him. If you talk to the fan base around here, I happen to live close to Atlanta, stones throw away. People were talking about Matt Ryan, Dylan, like he was people talk about Matt Ryan like he's Andy Dalton around here. And it blows my mind. It That's blows sad. my mind. It is sad, dude. So that is so sad. Shout out to the Colts. I do think it was a good pickup for them. Um, it was for sure. But they got I better. But I still think it's the Titans division. It's the Titans division, Dylan. I love it. It's not a homer pick. It's a, it's a smart pick by you. They have the pieces. They have the weapons. And tighten up all day, baby. Hey, maybe you and I can go to a game this season. That'd be incredible. You know I'm always down for anything. Hey, make it happen. I'm a four hours drive away. I'll be there or four and a half, five. Um, I will be there. What is not close 
is the AFC East? Yeah, AFC East. Yeah, let's pick like, the yeah, AFC let's, East, let, baby. Let, let's save the big one for last. We'll, we'll go to the West last. So I'm picking the AFC East, Dylan. I'll let you do the honors. Who do you think wins this division? The Buffalo Bills. And Coward. It's... Coward. That's no, the man. easy pick. They experienced so much heartbreak, not just last year, but just their franchise has experienced just so much heartbreak. And, you know, Josh Allen just continues to be amazing. Um, Gabriel Davis will take another step forward. You know, obviously you still got Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, who's to say, you know, I believe they still have their first round pick. I believe so. That yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who's to say they won't use that on a receiver and, you know, just, you know, they'll just keep getting wep- uh Dawson Knox uh, developed a really good chemistry down the stretch and it'll probably carry over into next year as well. Yeah. You lost Brian Dayball as the coach, but I mean, you, I mean, Hey, the, the good news is um, your quarterback coach uh, is now Joe Brady, which is not that great of a say with him, but when you at least have uh, someone like, uh, I believe it was a, uh, um, Ken Dorsey, the uh, old Miami Hurricane quarterback yes, who used to be in right. um, Carolina. Now he's with uh, – he's the offensive coordinator for Buffalo now. So, I mean, they, they've got good play, or good pieces in place for Josh Allen to just continue to grow and continue to be great. And the best way to really start convincing people that is not only do you sweep the Patriots, but you just continue to clown the Jets and, hey – you sweep Miami. I mean, Miami's got a lot of new toys, but yep. they still have Tua at quarterback. <laughs> yep. So, and to me, it goes to the best division. That division goes to the better quarterback. And to me, that for the AFCs, it's Josh Allen, and it's not even a question. You're, you're right, Dylan. You're so right. And I hate it when you and I agree so much on this. It's the Bills for me. It's Josh Allen. It's arguably – it's my favorite player in the NFL, Josh Allen. I check daily, Dylan. I Google Josh Allen jersey daily to see if it's on sale because I'm not spending 120 bucks on your jersey, Bubba. But I'm gonna wait when it drops below 100. That's it. When it gets to that, that yeah, when it when it gets to that 90, 95, Ooh, like I'm in. Boom. I'm in. I got the card ready, man. I'll, I'll finance it. I don't care. You know, sezzle, afterpay. I'll do what I have to do, man. Or I'll just pony up and just spend the hundred dollars. It's Josh Allen for me. Top it's five perfect. quarterback. I think they continue to progress. You just named all the reasons. I don't need to go into them. The Dolphins are a cute pick. You know, if you want to be cute, throw some money on them. That's they got cool. a lot of new toys. That's cool. Yeah. They're the Dolphins, man. They're, the, they're going to Dolphin. They're going to Dolphin it up. Steven Ross is still the owner. And, and Tua has to throw it to Tyreek. Like, you still have a, a throwing problem, right? You still have a ball down the field problem with Tua. And until he proves me wrong, and I sit here and eat my own words on my show, no, it's the Bills. It's And, and Mac Jones and the Patriots, I love what they're doing. I like Mac. It's cool. It's cool. That's Bill great. Bill Belichick calling plays will be – Pretty interesting to watch, but you know. Okay. Yeah. But better, better quarterback. I mean, Josh Allen is way more of an athlete than yeah, Matt Jones. It's not even close. Josh not Allen close. is a linebacker that can play running back that happens to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It is insane. It is insane. And they didn't even turn on his cheat mode until the playoffs, really. And we saw what happened. So 
It's the Bills for me. 13 seconds, man. 13 seconds. That's all it took. 13 seconds. Oh, and to touch on that really quickly for all of our faithful listeners, um, we now have what I have dubbed in our group text, the Josh Allen rule. We talked about this, Dylan. We knew it was coming. Um, I don't know if you guys touched on this last week, but the NFL implemented the new overtime rule, which is now in effect. So for the playoffs only in the NFL, overtime, both teams – We'll get the ball with a chance to score regardless if the first team scores a touchdown. So Josh Allen rule. I have called it the Josh Allen rule. Dylan is as well because that's what it is. The last time they made an overtime rule change was um, prior to the Pittsburgh-Denver game. I just read about it or was listening about it. It was a... it was another game where a team got the ball and they kicked a field goal first and the NFL implemented that rule and that was 13 years ago. So... Once again, we have a reactionary rule to a play that happened in the playoffs, and I think it's a good one. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Dylan? For sure, especially especially with the state. I mean, Rob, with the stakes being that high, like it can't just be all right. You win a coin toss, you win. That yeah, exactly. Like I mean, the game's over before you even score the touchdown. Like it's yeah, like it shouldn't. Like a coin toss should not have that much power. No, and in today's NFL, you have to adapt. This is a changing world. You have to adapt. Teams throw the ball. They're going to get down the field. So a field goal is nothing. That's one pass play field goal. It's a great rule. Dylan, we're getting close to the end, my friend. And with that, we need to devote a little bit of time to the best division of football. This is tough. I've thought about this all day long. We've got the AFC West. The bread and butter, the creme de la creme. They've got all the shiniest toys. All the biggest free agents decided to go there. The nicest time. cars. The nicest cars. Like, the yeah. sexiest wives. We've got pop stars. We've got famous people. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Who is going to win this division? This division is absolutely crazy. It's got our other favorite quarterback, Justin Herbert. I mean, Dylan. Who do you think is going to win the AFC West? <laughs> Don't smile like that, bro. <laughs> Bolt up. The Chargers. Right. I have loved, just like the Bengals, I have loved their offseason trading for Khalil Mack, signing oh. J.C. Jackson. Oh. They – um. Who, who's to say they won't bring in another – or who's to say they won't draft another wide receiver? I mean, Rob, we already talked about in our group text message, there's going to be a crazy run at wide receiver from, like, pick, like, 12 to 20. The Chargers are, you know, dead split in the middle between the Eagles and the Saints. Who's to say they won't pull the trigger right there on, like, a player like um, like Traylon Burks or uh, J- Jahan Dotson, you know, uh, shout-out Justin. Um, who's to say they won't just do that and basically just give another weapon to Justin Herbert? I mean, the Chargers right now are all in, and I am all for aggressive moves. It just shows that they are going to do whatever it takes to, hell, not just be relevant, but also take a a step within their own city. I mean, look who they're sharing the stadium with. And, you know, so even though the defending Super Bowl champions, you know, reside in SoFi, you know, the Chargers want to make their name inside SoFi as well. So I'm going all in with Justin Herbert and the Bolts. Man, it is hard not to like that pick, Dylan. I forgot about Khalil Mack. 
You know, people forget they drafted Rashawn Slater last <laughs> it, it, season. Yeah, it was but, all. Uh, I mean, I, we're old enough to remember that it was all of what, like a month ago, maybe even, like even less than that. Like with so much of the turmoil that's happened in the NFL, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot that Khalil Mack is uh, on the Chargers now. I like, just yeah, it's and, like crazy it's just, this offseason's been. It's been so crazy. I'm so old and senile. You see this gray hair right here, Dylan, this one long hair. I'm getting old, man. I can't remember like I used to. So I literally forgot that they had Khalil Mack. They're doing everything they can to be relevant. They're getting the guys they need to hunt down the quarterbacks in the AFC West. And man, they're going to need to do some hunting because I'm not sticking with the bolts. I love Justin Herbert. The shirts were a colossal failure, Dylan. We buy Justin Herbert shirts. Mine. I burned mine. Burn the How shirts. How dare you? I, that was I'll the slogan. You. Burn the shirts. Burn the shirts. We well, burned the shirts. It wasn't his fault. It was Brandon Staley's fault. No, it was our fault. When we bought the shirts, we cursed the team. <laughs> it was our fault. Cur- we did not curse the team. <laughs> no, you're right. It was Analytics Brandon Staley's fault. Curse the team. Well, you know, we're living in the past, but we got to start to wrap things up here. So I'm going to give you my pick, my sexy pick for the AFC West. You know who it is. It's the easy pick. It's the pick I wanted. It's the Denver Broncos. Chiefs, see you later, Chiefs Kingdom. You lost your best receiver. You're going to see what that does to Mahomes. Everybody's like, Mahomes is so good. He can win with any. Okay, we'll see. We will see, right? This will be his test to show. Live up to that contract, big dog. You lost a couple of weapons. You have some new toys. Juju. They do have a lot. uh, Chiefs do have a lot of draft capital. They They have eight picks in the first four rounds. They do. They do. Um, But yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos, man. They're going to need Khalil Mack and Bosa to hunt down Russell Wilson. He is the hardest quarterback to sack. I know he gets sacked, but Denver has been building and building and building and building. Much better offensive line. This will be deeper weapons. It's not just two receivers. It's like four. The best team Russell Wilson has had since the actual prime Legion of Boom. And ladies and gentlemen, that was a long time ago. It's so long that was a that, defensive oriented team. This will be more offensive oriented. This is the first but time Russell got, Wilson is his entire career. But the scary career, thing is, Dylan, they approach. have the defense too. They have Justin Simmons. They have Sertan. They have Sertan, one of the yeah. And Justin Simmons is one of the scariest safeties in the league. Like they have the pieces, and then you look at the offensive side of the ball. Judy Hamler back healthy to stretch the field. That dude is four two four three fast. They've got you all the pieces. See the videos of him throwing man, at Cortland Sutton. Man, Cortland man, Sutton he's throwing deep. You see man. him at the practice facility. The sun's not even out, and of course he's got his video crew there, and he's doing the rust thing. You know the perfect PR, the perfect media. You saw the video of him meeting Tim Patrick in the locker room. The most genuine thing ever. Tim Patrick is about to cry as he daps this man up. These boys are gonna eat, Dylan. They're gonna feast, Dylan. We've got ninety seconds. We got a wrap. We're trying a new platform. Saw. So why don't you tell the listeners what we need them to do, man? We'll continue your support. Give us a follow on the social medias. Uh, Rob has made us a TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we can live stream this to Twitch. You know, uh, tell two friends so they can thank you. Tell two friends. Hell, tell two enemies so that they can even t- say how much of a jerk you were to their other two enemies so they can at least mention the podcast. We appreciate all your love and support, and please continue to support us. Yeah, yeah man. Go Birds, Dylan. Go Birds.